0: Ready to Real Estate, a TREB podcast. Hear stories, uncover insights, and tune into interviews on key issues that impact realtors and all of us. Join us as we discover how people, properties, and communities all come together to build the future of real estate.
1: Hi, everyone. It's Lisa Patel, the president of TREB, and you're listening to Ready to Real Estate. Today, we're talking safety and it's two sides of the coin. Not only as a real estate professional, do we take measures to protect our physical safety, but we also guide our clients to ensure their valuables and personal information are safe and secure. This has also been a reoccurring discussion with Treb's Women in Real Estate Task Force. And joining me are three members from that task force, Ricky, Jasmine and Raisa. Let's give them a big round of applause. Welcome. <laughs> Don't be shy.
2: Thank you for having us. Thank you.
1: <laughs> so I'm very excited to have you guys here. And we're talking about something that's close to all of our hearts. And I'm sure that we've all experienced something similar or, or it, it could be even to a whole new level at the same time. So with stating that, let's like really dive deep and, and get into you know some of the issues out there and what we can do. Um, to, to support each other in this process or, or what we can do moving forward as an industry. So I think it's fair to start with talking about online safety because, um, you know, being in a digital world <laughs> uh, let's, what we can do, what are some things that we can start doing immediately? So I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna throw it over to you, Ricky. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that?
2: So, I mean, with me and my, my team, our general sentiment is that be careful with everything, especially in an online environment. Um, make sure you're constantly running proper antivirus programs, change your passwords frequently. I mean, as professionals, we encounter IDs, credit reports, bank statements, all kinds of very sensitive financial information. And, and the one thing that, I mean, the overwhelming majority of people that I come into contact with, they don't even think to change their password once a year. And so not only do you want to change them frequently, you want them to be somewhat complicated so that they can't be easily ripped off. So that's something that we really emphasize on our end here. Uh, and it's, so
1: you brought up a point though that, that I have to ask. Okay, let's, let's be honest. Like try to remember passwords is complicated enough, especially on like different apps, phones, this, that, um, iPads. Um, any, any suggestions on that note too? Because I mean, you're talking about changing passwords frequently too.
2: Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll give you an example. I know it's a bit of a hassle, but given the nature <laughs> of our role, right? Like I'm moving millions of dollars around as a broker of records sometimes. And so Changing my online easy web password is a critical part of what I do, right? And so I know sometimes it can be a challenge or an impediment, but these are the the necessary things that we need to do to protect our profession and our clients. And there are softwares. Now, personally, I don't get behind many of those softwares because I think anything can get broken into. And so, you know, I like to come up with passwords that are easy enough that have to do with me, my business, my personal life. You know, they're not crazy, but it's really hard for a bot or someone to crack them because it just, it incorporates so many elements of my life.
1: And it's funny that you said that because Race is shaking her head uh, at me and she's saying, I figured out his, his password. I'm, I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> behind you, right? No, just kidding. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on this whole, this whole aspect of online and safety? So
0: for us, it's important as well um, to make sure that our locations, we're very uh, aware of where our locations are. We do a lot of Google Lives and Instagram Lives with our listings. So what we do is, I to protect ourselves is I never tag my own home and I never tag our address or home base like some people do on their Instagram accounts. Because unfortunately, there are people that are predators out there. And all of us, I'm sure, have gotten strange and and um, very unusual messages through our social medias that have nothing to do with real estate because we are public figures. So for us and for the agents that we work with, we always remind them, make sure if you're doing a live on Facebook or Instagram or even a reel or a story, you don't have anything that identifies exactly where you live. You can talk about your community, but don't show your address. So we're very careful with that. And along with changing password is lockbox code. When we have a listing, we frequently change the lockbox code so that if someone had access in the beginning of you know, the first two or three days of showing, they don't have access later. And then when the property sells, we change the code again to make sure that any agent that had access during the showing period won't have access later when the buyer is going to make their visit.
1: That's smart. That's a very good, important point. Thank you so much for that. I know Jasmine, you're quiet, but mm-hmm. I, I know you've got lots to say on this. And I mean, you've got a big online presence. So, I mean, how do you and your team deal with this? Well, social media
3: is, you know, it could be a very good beast and a bad beast. And I just want to get everybody there arena to speak, but use and love social media. Um, for myself, I don't have my personal cell online, but our business line, can you hear me clearly? Is it a good, Yes. All right. Awesome. So we do have our business line, which is a cell number. So We get calls and texts. We do get very um, wild conversations sometimes <laughs> and video calls, but it is what it is, you know? Um, and I would say as women and as entrepreneurs, when you're dealing with people, trust your intuition because earlier out in our business, like I remember, like it might feel off meeting with somebody, but now with technology, you don't have to go into a meeting without meeting somebody we can do a google meet we can get their ids electronically and sign things get things going just so you know who the person is and you can search them up online before you meet with the buyer or seller so you know who they are if they you know they gave you all the right information so i we do our due diligence before meeting with clients for sure and i recommend that for everybody
1: so i have to ask you too while we're while we're talking about that is um so i mean right now like on instagram you might you might find like these strange messages that come up on your posts, right? Um, and and usually the, that's somebody trying to hack into your material, is that right? And and that's that's like one of those instances where you need to change your password. Is would you say that?
3: No, mostly like if you get these comments on your posts, it's more like bots and just trying to promote other accounts. So not a huge security concern. But if you do like with um, with our accounts on social, you have like a two way authentication. Then you're pretty much good to go because if somebody else logs in from a different location they'll let you know and on your personal cell so we don't worry about those things really we just you know do our two-step authentication with our google passwords with our social media accounts so that we have backup if we ever got
2: locked out
1: right and and then i'm going to throw this out to all of you actually Rick, ricky you have something to share with us before i get yeah, to that
2: so, yeah. so to your point with these text messages and the, you know I'll, I'll, I'll frequently get a message that'll say i saw your home on xyzwebsite.ca, right? And and usually those are phishing scams or something of that nature. And so if you get a text from somebody that you don't know, you see a weird phone number, don't click those links. No, Pick up the phone, try to call that number before you do that, right? But um, Ricky,
1: it was me calling and you rejected me. I'm just teasing. <laughs>
2: well, well, I've got your direct line, so I know, I, I know your number.
1: <laughs> I think Jasmine
0: brought up a really good point about Googling, right? So Google the people that you're meeting with. I mean, we do that as well when we have landlords and we're leasing out properties for them, we Google potential tenants. If it's a new buyer that's not a referral that's come in off our website or an online lead, I Google to make sure they're legitimate. And also Google yourself, because you wanna make sure that no one is posing as you or putting comments down that are inappropriate or sharing your information in a way that is not authorized by you. I see Jasmine, you probably had experience that way
1: lots of really good points actually Jasmine I have another comment involved to all of you um, but uh, Jasmine if you could like tell us like I mean you brought up the whole aspect even as women uh, in this industry and and I know we've all had our own experiences uh-huh. but but um, you know sometimes we get these these private messages from people and uh i mean what is do, does your team yourself right. have a theory around how you approach those scenarios are, are to you, find you out like somebody
3: who's like trying to catfish or like to be inappropriate or like some are Ooh, you she's spark? so bold <laughs> all of the above. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, once you go online, and it's why a lot of people are scared about being online is that you're going to get a lot of weirdos. And as women, men, you're going to get proposals all the time. It doesn't matter. And I mean, you kind of like just, you know, err with the side of caution. If it's not business, what, like bring them back to business. If this is not a business conversation and you're not interested in something personal, you know, shut it down immediately. But we do get like... (laughs) um video calls sometimes that are really weird we get them every so often um we had this spam thing happening so the craziest wildest story so we have this spam thing happening and it's been happening with a lot of realtors so we're on a team there's five of us and like rixie is a team member she get a text and it's not for me it's from a totally different area code saying hi it's jasmine i'm in a meeting i can't talk right now but i need you to send me money and it's like we're on the same team. Like, what are you talking? Like, this is how you know innovative and creative they're getting with these spams and like asking for help, asking for money from a realtor on the same team. So these are the things that we encounter
2: for sure. And, and on that point, if I may, you know, a Absolutely. lot of people think it's funny to to kind of have a good witty banner with these people or bots. It's not a great idea to do that. Nope. Okay, because you don't know who's on the end of the other end of the line. And down. if they have the capacity, cause this happened to me and 150 of my agents, everybody in my team got a, got a message on the long weekend when I was trying to take it easy, saying that Ricky Rathor needs $700 in Amazon gift cards because he's trying to close the deal. And everybody in the office called me, right? So at the end of the day, don't engage those bots. If they have the capacity to scrape websites and pull out that kind of information. And I mean, again, realtor profiles are quite public. You've got robust office websites. This information is out there. We're all public figures you know and so don't engage these people because they have pretty far reaching capacity and they can they can do some devastating things
3: yeah shut it down immediately yeah.
0: and also with listings when we have listings we have a Uh, a document that we give to our clients that outlines, hey, if someone is texting you, if they happen to have found your personal information because you are on social media and they figured out your address and they figured out it's your house that's for sale, if someone ever texts you with a strange message of they're coming or, you know, Raissa said they could go through the property without a realtor or anything strange, I always tell them, don't answer it, you know, screenshot it, send it to me, we'll take care of it. Because if they're very visible, if the clients are visible on social media and very active, then Sometimes people put the connections through, especially if it's someone that's in, you know, a high-profile position or in a, you know, an expensive property.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow, really good points. You know what we're gonna do? Just because you guys have been so given to me so much detail to work with, so because we've got our, our event coming up in October, I think it's gonna be important that we also create something for the industry that talks about safety. So maybe that's a project that we'll work on together, but I'm going to shift the conversation a little bit and let's get into the, the physical al- aspect. And that is the physical interactions with clients or it could be open houses. Um, I, I can tell you in my own personal stories and I'm going to, I'm going to chime in on all of your stories. Like I have for years would carry a big bag with me when I would do condos because I was always afraid of being locked out from the stairwells, right. With, uh, with, with, with lock boxes in there, and and nobody else to to come save me, because it was just me, and you know cell phones wouldn't work in those in those stairwells and everything else. In some cases, so it was putting a bag in between the door so that I could come in and out, um, or it would be you know doing road trips to other places in in the GTA, and I would be calling a friend saying, "Hey, if anything happens to me, because I got a weird feeling on this, um, this is where I'm going." And, and, and that would be like my, my way of safety. And so now I'm just going to like dive deep and find out from you guys, like your own personal stories. Uh Jasmine, I know you've got something to share with us. So um. Oh yeah.
3: So what we do, I would say for everyone is like, we, our team, we have a WhatsApp group and with WhatsApp, you can share your location, your live location. You can even send, share your location for the next hour. But um what I'd say it goes back to like meeting with clients. So most of our clients, like you said, as well, Another realtor said on the um, Zoom today is that you most of our clients are database referrals. We know them, know, like them, trust them. We, we already have a relationship with them. But for clients that are like online um, that we've never met before, we would do a Zoom meeting. We'd meet in the office. And now with COVID, we can't meet in the office to prep them first. But we would do a Zoom consultation to have that interaction, get their information, and then take it from there. But gone are the days that you work with people that you don't have a good feeling about. Like I would not recommend If you don't feel safe and your intuition is throwing you off whether they're gonna waste your time or or you feel like a security issue, I wouldn't recommend working with them. I would refer them to somebody else um, that you feel more comfortable, because it doesn't happen. You're not not gonna lose business. It doesn't happen that often, but when it does, I would definitely trust your intuition for whatever reason. It's telling, it's screaming loud to you that this may not work out well.
1: So big question. So as we move through this pandemic and get to the other side of things, will you still do the Zoom consultations in the future?
3: I, I would it depends on the clients we give them the option so meet in person or zoom consultation so the pros and cons some clients want to meet in person they want a connection they want to touch and feel the paperwork some clients prefer digital signatures and electronic paperwork so you just you just work with the client in terms of what they're comfortable with.
1: Understood and race and Ray, so what, what would you share with us like your own story and, and adventures that you've come across.
0: So we, I love doing open houses. Um, For me, the open house is a way for me to sell the property. It's not a way just to meet new clients. And I had a really strange experience once that completely changed how we did open houses. So I was at an open house by myself and the gentleman walked in and, you know, the hairs on the back of my neck stood up, not sure why. And then Um, I stayed at the front. He went through the house. He went into the basement and then he's calling me from the basement. Hey, I I want you to come down here and show me something. I have a question.
2: And right away I
0: was like, oh yeah, no, my instincts were completely right. So I actually stepped out of the house and I said, John, please come out. The open house is now closing. And I managed to get him out, but I had 911 ready to go on my cell phone. And he, he freaked me out so much that I actually closed up the open house. I left my signs. I called the seller. Um and I and I drove off and I came back later to pick up the signs with my with my business partner. But what I realized for us was that from a safety perspective, um, trust your instincts. But number two, we only do now two people, we do two agents at an open house. So we have one in the front, we ask for ID, we have a big placard sign that says, you know, we are protecting our sellers, we're asking for ID, we do not solicit you, we have an app that we use that we log everyone in. So their first name, their last name. If they are working with a realtor, I put their realtor's name in. Um, We ask them if they want to be contacted. And if they say no, they see it right on the app. But it's a way for us to check against their driver's license if it's really them. Because things get stolen at open houses or they're casing the house or they're they're, somehow wishing ill, ill towards you. So for us, we've completely changed it. I have one agent in the house that will actually tour. And if it's a large house, we have one per floor. Otherwise they'll tour through the main floor. And then we limit the number of people through the open house. So we only limit it to three parties or two parties if it's a small bungalow, but we really are very conscious. And if someone does not want to share their ID and does not want to show us who they are, they can't go through. And we tell them here, call an agent and make an appointment to go through on your own because at open houses, it's scary if you're by yourself and what if two or three, you know, people that are, are, have ill intentions are coming in, right? You have to be careful.
1: Yeah. Really good points. And, and I mean, Ricky, from your standpoint, I mean, as, as even a broker owner, um, I'm sure you've heard stories and had your own experiences.
2: Yeah, it's been so I hear a lot of interesting stuff. And, and, and a lot of the stuff that Raisa said, like, you know, same sentiment this way. Uh, we, we ensure that our agents in an open house are always behind the clients or prospects. They don't walk in front, right? So there's basic training that goes into some of that. You always want to be from the, from the backside. And, and again, we'll always encourage people to have at least two people present. We'll, you know, if, if they're uncomfortable, we'll have them check in from time to time the reception and the administrators will call the agent from time to time to make sure everything is okay. Um, and even with things like signs, you know, people sometimes will get funny uh, they'll change the directional signs like you, it, it's good to have two agents on site so you can go out and recheck the signs make sure everything is safe so that's a good practice um and i think one thing that i've experienced personally is that you've got to you've got to be cons- not concerned you've got to be careful uh especially with mental health issues and and i know a lot of people especially me in the past like if i saw something happening i would try to defuse it myself Reality is, is you don't know who has what now and what state of mind they're in. And so if you see something rather than put yourself into the middle of it. Call the police call for help. It's usually not a good idea to get involved in the altercation. Um, and, and again, just be mindful of your surroundings. Like I had a funny situation where I was with my clients in my car and a homeless person tried to come to my sunroof in downtown. So you know, now I don't drive with the sunroof open anymore when I'm with clients or, or I'm in those parts of the, these are kind of, you know, you learn these things over time with experience, but I think general sentiment is, is go with your instinct, go with your gut. If it seems weird, like, you know, address it accordingly.
1: And so I, I you guys have all touched on the same thing and that's intuition plays such a strong role in all of this. And, and I think every, all three of you said the same thing. So I mean, whatever you're going through or whatever you're experiencing is, what is your first instinct to this? And and, fall, and the, as, as all of you said, is trust your gut. Now, here's a bigger question. Have any of you done any self-defense course? Yeah.
2: Way back way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my I- CPR certificate, is useless now. <laughs>
1: So would you would you recommend self-defense courses, um, like be, being a realtor in this business? Would you say that, that it's helpful in, in these situations?
2: I, I think, I mean, see, I'm all for mind, body, soul. And I think, uh, you know, if you can get involved in an activity where you can learn self-defense. And as long as you're not using it for the wrong reasons, or in the you know, it's really for the purposes of self-defense, it doesn't make you more prone to get involved in these sorts of situations. And I'm all for it. I think it's a great form of exercise. Yeah. It is a form of discipline, and I think these are all things that we, as a as a professional, can benefit in any event.
0: And I think there's some simple things you can do as well. You know, if you have night showings at condos, and and you're not sure where you're going, you know, take hire an Uber for the evening. Once we're out of COVID, of course you know, to drive you and your buyers around or put your keys in between your knuckles. You know, if someone, if you think someone is following you go to, you know, a lit place or to where people are. It's, it's like you said, Lisa, trusting your instincts and, and being able to even change just a few simple things to make sure that you and your clients are safe um, when you're out. And it's also, I think, informing your clients too, when you have a listing and they have showings, making sure that they're not home for the showings and making sure that they've left well before the people have come in to the property and are coming back after. So that there isn't, you know, if someone is there with ill intentions, that they're not
1: they're not going to be home. And, and you know, it, it's interesting that you said that because I was thinking along the lines of um, you, you brought about, you know, bringing your, your, your customers with you in, in the car. And, and I, truthfully, I, I stopped taking clients in my vehicle years ago and, um, and I will arrange for them to have a ride or, or I'll meet them versus doing that. So that could be another avenue. Uh, Jasmine, what do you have got to to share us with us in terms of self-defense course? Um, You know
3: what, I took some a couple uh, years back, my little, okay baby, (laughs) mommy duties. And um, I also took them at Trav as well. We had a course that we took at Trav with another realtor who did um, martial arts and he trained us women and men about different stands to be in and what to carry with you and what points you want to, how to take someone down. And I did that course with Christina corner. We had so much fun that day. It was like two hours. It's just so you you are more aware and how to position yourself if you felt uncomfortable. And thankfully I haven't had to use them in my 17 years.
1: <laughs> Yet, knock on wood, but yes. Um, so what, how do you guys feel about, um, and I know Trap staff's listening. So now you guys got me plugging and thinking as we go into this new year together. I think we should have, if we can meet a band in person, a self-defense force. I think we should open that up. Yeah. Yeah, excellent idea. Ricky, you're, you're leading it, by the way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't wanna get thrown around, but I'm all for
1: it. <laughs> I'm teasing, but we will look into that. Something definitely to think about. Now let's talk about um, safety systems. And, and what are you using? What would you recommend? And what can people what are easy methods that people I mean, we've talked on so many different tips and tricks already. Um, but what are like high level that you would ultimately say that you should apply to your business tomorrow?
3: So three things, I would have a Google calendar that you share with your family so they know where you are at all times, because it's hard to say, I'm here, here, your calendar's constantly changing, but if you're updating your calendar, somebody can always see where you were, last place, and where you are going to be. With my, fa- second thing is with my family, we use Life360, so we know where everybody is, and um, Life360 is an app, it's free, and you it, you can also do a paid subscription, and the third thing is with our team, we use WhatsApp group chat, which we can share location at the, t- when we're meeting clients and we can share a location for like up to an hour. It's up to their choice. So those are three things I'd share.
1: And, and they're all inexpensive, right? Yeah. There is no cost to them, which is the greatest part too. Yeah. Um, Raisa, what would you, anything else that you want to add to that in terms of safety systems? I love what Jasmine shared and I wrote down Life360 because I'm going to do that. Um, as
0: well now. Thank you. And, you know, even just as simple as a text, when you're finishing your appointment, texting whoever your person is, or or whether it's the office or your broker, someone saying, hey, I'm done, I'm moving on, so that they know where you are and where you're going. Uh, That's an easy, easy way if you don't have access
1: to anything else. And, And Ricky? Any extra thoughts on that? Yeah,
2: I think so far that's really great feedback. Um, the only thing I would add is you can you can share your drives, you know, with, with certain um, applications today. You can let people know where you are as you're driving. Um, and again, you know, with, with the AirPods and all the other stuff we have today, with the Bluetooth accessories, you could be on the phone with somebody as far as the client's mm-hmm. aware the whole time uh, or the prospect's aware. So if you're uncomfortable, like those are great things to have. You know, you, you call your partner, you call your team member, you call you call your broker, you call your office and, Hey, I'm not, you know, I just want to stay on the phone, talk about some files. And if something's off, you, you say it right. And, and at our office, for example, if somebody calls the office and says a certain code word, then we know that something might be up and we'll action it.
1: It's okay. You can share your code word with me. I trust <laughs> Believe me. I'm just kidding. I'm teasing guys. Um, but you know what? So many really important points to keep in mind and great suggestions. So uh, just to keep in mind that to add the 360 app, Uh, You could do a Google Calendar, a WhatsApp group. Um, What else am I missing here? A couple other points that we could just do right now if we wanted to, if we needed to.
2: Share your share your route.
1: Share your route. Yeah.
2: Call. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Your headset.
1: So so many easy points that you could apply to your life today and, and that will also make you feel so, a little bit more secure as well as um, your loved ones. Now, for the most part, it's important that someone is aware that you're meeting with a client. And I know that we've touched on this, whether you're, it's your brokerage or a family member to make sure that you're letting somebody know. And I I know we've touched on a couple of different things. Um, So I just want to highlight some of these points and that's um, being aware of exits when you arrive for your destination. And maybe you, uh, any of you, any of you could share some uh, story with us on these, like at an open house. I mean, Ray, you talked about this, be alert of the pattern of visitors, the arrival, especially near the end of the showing hours, like just on your own story that you had to go through (laughs) or when you leave a client's property whether after an open house or, or a standard showing, or maybe it's a listing appointment—I um, mean, I, I'm pretty sure many of us have been in those scenarios too. Even on the listing side of things, where you—you've got that, you know, those those hairs go up and saying, "Oh, something doesn't feel right here." Um, so, I, and and to keep in mind, if wherever you are, like in Ricky's situation, he no longer uses the the sunroof, and uh, it, it could be even doors locked, right? Um, does, is there any other points that you'd recommend if you're on the road in, in different scenarios, meeting with different people?
0: I think Lisa, one of the things I do as a, on a regular basis, and I share with all our agents is that, um, when you walk into a property for a showing with mm-hmm. your buyer, lock the door behind you. Doesn't matter if it's a house or a condo, because you don't want someone walking in who isn't supposed to be there. So even if it's a small one bedroom condo I'm showing, I immediately lock the door and my clients come in. And then if an agent you know in, in the days when we had double bookings they'll knock on the door and you can check their card and let them in but um i always lock the door because even with that you never you're never really sure who else is coming in unless the agent has their card and the lockbox number if it's a second showing you should never let someone
1: else in that's a really good point yeah uh, anybody uh, other adds to that
2: so I, I think building on that i think another part of that too is that you know when you're when you're pulling a key out of a lockbox make sure you close the lockbox and scramble the code. Cause there might be somebody that's waiting to, to see what the code is if you didn't scramble it. Like, unfortunately I'll go out for showing sometimes and I'll see the lockbox wide open. I could reset the code if I wanted to right there and, and make it a problem for the agent that's in the property. So locking the door is great, scrambling the code, you know, until you're done. And, and even for the protection of the of the client, like sometimes a client will call me and say Ricky, can you give me the lockbox combination? I won't give my own clients their lockbox combination. Cause they might give it to their kid, kid might give it to a friend, all of a sudden something that wasn't supposed to happen has happened, right? Um, And and ensuring that clients really know, like for insurance purposes, that if they put a lockbox, their insurance might have a problem with that. They should know. So I think really having that conversation when you're going through the listing documentation, explaining that, you know, put your pills away, make sure your jewelry is out of sight. You know, we've got the indemnification clauses and all these things, but people don't really get into that because sometimes clients don't know what these things mean. So really giving them examples of why it's important to do the things that we're recommending for insurance purposes or, or, or their own safety, I think it's really critical that those conversations are had right at the beginning to set that tone.
1: That is a really good point, especially when it comes to, to going into somebody's home and knowing that it's a listing situation and the protection of your consumer. Um, and you think about, you know, you think about all those things about like family portraits, um, all of those elements from, you know, jewelry, like you said, um, the, the little things that we, we don't think about on a daily basis because we're so used to our space. Um, so important to, to do those reminders. And like you said, right up front. Um, and Jasmine, I know you're shaking your head. So that, is there a couple of few more points that you want to add to it?
3: Well, you know what, just to add to that, but it's on a different angle. Um, we've had clients where at the end of the night, they wanted to remove the key from the lockbox just for peace of mind. So we share the lockbox code with our clients so that they can remove the key at night, put it back in the morning to start to showing, just for peace of mind for them. And I'm with whatever to make them more comfortable. Uh, second piece is once a property is sold, If it's gonna be a long closing, we'd give them the lockbox code again so they can take the key out. And then when the client's having a buyer visit or buyer showing, then they put the key back in the lockbox. So that's to make their clients feel more comfortable and just make sense to us. Um, and, And the second piece, like you talked about Ricky, is just like getting all the valuables out, putting all things away, IDs, um, personal information, mail, because people are coming through your home. Um, and for clients out there that are selling their property, I always say if somebody comes to the door, and writing in our emails for our clients. If somebody comes to the door inquiring about the property, tell them to contact your, your realtor, their realtor, our team, because you don't know what their intention is. It might sound like, oh, it's great. They might come in and I make it a better deal or something, but they could just be scoping out your house There couldn't be so much information that you don't know what's going on. You really don't, You can't really ask them for an ID. Most people wouldn't. Hey, can I get your ID before you coming through my house? So we are the professionals for a reason. We will, you know, get all their information, make sure they are who they are and they're not wasting your time. And also what are their intentions of coming through your property? Yeah. And okay.
0: I think too- to piggyback on what Jasmine said, it's uh, one of the things we encourage our clients is after showing, if we're not coming back here after COVID to wipe everything down, but we'll check the locks on the doors and the windows and the door walls to make sure that someone hasn't gone through and open them for maybe access at a later point. So we tell them double check and check to make sure the garage door, everything is is locked when they're when they've come home.
1: That's a, and that's a good point even even on a vacant house right I mean the same concept just to going back and inspecting on those those elements um so i do want to just go throw this back and open it up now just for any other thing that we could do today for discussion i mean you guys have brought gave me so many notes here and i can't wait to share this discussion back at the women in real estate task force um and 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 see what we can do for the industry together um come in the fall but in the meantime any words of wisdom or words of love that you want to share to our fellow uh, colleagues and, and that, that you would highly recommend at this point, or even your own little stories that you've, you've witnessed? Well, I'll be start.
3: I know. <laughs> I'll start first. I mean, whatever to make your client feel more comfortable. I mean, you might have your own system of way of doing things. But if they say, hey, Jasmine, for me, peace of mind, I need to take the key out every night. Do you know, have that conversation, let them know that the responsibility is now on them or have that conversation. Um, I would say very early on, I had a client who wanted to see a condo and he asked to see it only at night that already red flag for me. And I didn't pursue that client. I trusted my intuitions, I let it go. So sometimes clients are agents, our partners in this industry are thinking feast or famine, and they will just go and do anything with these clients. But you got to understand, like, I know agents who passed away um, in this industry because of foul play or some, you know, crazy stalker, you know, you're on social media. And we talked about Lisa, like some realtors are really getting very provocative online. Right with the way they um, showcase themselves. So um, you can get different types of personalities now attracted to you for the wrong reasons. So just be mindful of that. It's what I would want to share.
1: And that is another subject we're gonna have to talk about on another mm-hmm. thing too. <laughs> uh, Ricky, I, I know you, were, you had something to share with us as well.
2: Yeah, just keep it professional. Be mindful of your surroundings. And uh, again, at the end of the day, as a professional, um, we really need to advance our standards and um, we've got to keep having these kinds of discussions so that we can keep leveling up as an industry and and just helping one another out, right? Like things like releasing lock boxes to clients and, and the sorts of horror stories we hear about. Let's, let's make sure these things aren't happening. Treat every you know prospect or situation like it's your, your own client or your own prospect. And um, let's, let's, let's make it a better profession for everybody.
1: And, and I just want to touch on something that you said earlier. And I, I think that's a, another another key to awareness, right? I mean, the key is, is co- the constant awareness and communication is, um, is even at showings or in between is the lockboxes, right? Like, I mean, how many of us have seen this over and over again, you go on a showing and the lockbox is open with the code and you're just like, really? Ugh. And, and so everybody listening to this, please, if you are going to show a unit, a house or whatever it is, close the lockbox and switch the code so that it's not open for anybody to walk by and see. But Raisa, take us home. What do you got for us to share? (laughs) So
0: really I think that the common theme we've all been talking about is trust your instincts. If you think something is off or something is wrong, it probably is. So trust your instincts and if it's a client you've never met before, Google them. Google them and see if there's something there. And if you're nervous, like Jasmine said, bring them into the office. Meet them there first before you meet them in person.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you to all three of you. You are amazing. You know that how much I love you all. And one day we will celebrate together in person. But thank you for providing all these safety kits. Oh, Sorry. oh. <laughs> no, Jasmine, go for it. You were going to share something. No, no, no. go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so I was just going to say, so thank you for providing all these safety tips, resources, and we hope to empower everyone to feel safer. And we hope to guide leaders in real estate to take on more measures to protect their realtors, uh, to protect their themselves, their consumers, and everybody that they're involved with. If you are a tribe member, you can also visit, visit member alerts page to stay informed on safety concerns, resources, and more. And well, that's it for now, but we, I'm sure this fall we're going to have a lot more in terms of safety and tips and tricks and hopefully ricky's ready by then to show us some martial arts and uh, of course Mm -hmm. or actually this whole team right here i've got jasmine Reesa, and ricky going to show us because they've all been through self-defense courses (laughs) but a big thank you to my fellow task force members ricky jasmine and Reesa. thank you so much for being with me today and thank you for all your beautiful insight and i can't wait to dive deeper into this topic And thank you to everybody who's tuned in to today's episode. Enjoyed this episode of Ready to Real Estate Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Thank you so much for tuning in. That's
0: it for us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media and visit our website, treb.ca. That's T-R-R-E-B to find market insights and more. This has been another episode of Ready to Real Estate and thank you for tuning in.